we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I don't ever bring you guys around me like Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. I don't know why I do that so like seductively, but here I am doing it. Um, it's Eddie Estrada here once again with my co-host Armin to talk all things Atlanta. Armin, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Eddie. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, Atlanta, we watched together just now. Yeah. I didn't watch it last night. I usually watch it with my South Bay crew on Sunday nights. That's BC. Um, but I was really tired after f- binging the last two episodes of um, Cheer on Netflix, which is my favorite new show. And I think everyone <laughs> should also watch it. You would love it. Um, but we watched it today together. And let me tell you, this episode had a lot packed in. A lot. Um, it wasn't so much, I would say, like a drama-filled episode as opposed to like laying tracks for future things to be happening and then also showing a more vulnerable emotional side of not only um, Portia and her relationship with Dennis, but also even her relationship with Michael Sterling. Um, both, And then, of course, push that against the relationships of... Um, Tanya. Yeah. Um, And then we have the relationship of Kenya and her hair. So there's all these, you know, relationships that we uh, have kind of showcased in this episode of Atlanta that we're going to dive into. Establishes a new feud. It does. Between Tanya and Kenya. Which, first of all, the the beauty of the way that sounds, Tanya, Kenya, like, um, I'm a little scared for Tanya, but we'll get into it. Hey, as a Tanya... That bitch can hold her own. I know she will. I think so, too. I think Kenya is overconfident, but we'll get into it. You uh, This smile? I don't remember her line at the near the end of the episode, but Kenya said something to the effect of, you know, I'm coming after Tanya. Oh, she and, said, I, I wrote it down. You don't think I didn't write oh, this yeah, down? Oh, yeah, you wrote it down? Word of course for word. I okay, did. What did she say exactly? I will light her ass up, but I don't even need fire to do it. Mm, mm. Mm. See, I'm a <clears> little worried for Tanya because she's not a veteran of reality TV. She's an excellent friend of, though. And actually, I told you this before we started the episode, because I had already watched a piece of it. I think this episode may have gotten Tanya a promotion. You think? I think so. I we mean, that's see- my, that, I, I think Tanya's putting in the work to become a housewife. That's I what think I'm saying. she's really doing a good job. She posted this freaking cast trip to Toronto. And it was great. Now, we have to see how the rest of the season goes, though. But it seems like Tanya may have earned a peach. Mm, Tanya, girl. Let, let's see. If, let, let's break it down. Which bodes well for you, Eddie. Because I'm a Tanya. Because you're a Tanya. And I finally become a housewife. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if this really did secure 100%. I feel like the feud, if it does go well with secure spot. That's what I'm saying. Um, but this did lay the tracks for her to mm-hmm. go up and grab that peach from Marlo, who thinks she's, she's like, mm, that's peach is sitting right next to me. I'm just going to take it home with me at the end of the season. But Tanya's coming for it. She's inching closer and closer on that couch with that peach herself. I, I think, unfortunately, nice for Marlo, the producers at some point made a decision that Marlo is forever a friend of. Well, no matter what she does, because she has been excellent for years. Even Brandy Glanville tweeted, give Marlo a freaking peach already. So Why not? I mean, Brandy Glanville also wants her own diamond. So I think <laughs> she's trying to be like, Marlo, root for my team. I'll root for yours. Exactly. But, you know, to each their own. Ever, you know, not everyone can be Justin Bieber begging people to stream Yummy on his uh, <laughs> social media, but you know, some people can. Uh, let's break down first of all. Um, Eva is 
saying that she's got issues with Candy because of Candy Salt Bay because Candy yep. always has to throw the salt on the drama. KMZ. Which I love because that is so Candy. Because Candy has kind of been like, we've said she's been very quiet on the sidelines watching, but when someone needs to be called out or something needs to come to a head, Candy's the first one to do it. I wouldn't say she's been on the sidelines though. I don't think we've described it like that. Well, she's been like the referee. Okay. She's in the middle of it all. She's orchestrating a lot. She's officiating between the two sides, but she's not on either side yeah, of she, almost anything. She, no, she isn't, which is good. Like Cynthia versus Nini. She was the only cast member, basically, right, at the to beginning of the season that was Nini. friends with Nini. Speaking of which, no Nini this episode. No Nini this episode. Again, she's not on the sidelines. Oh, she is very much in the mix, but her role is that of a mediator, that of an instigator, that of the officiator. I, hey, that's she's it right the there. And she's killing it in this role. Yeah. I love Candy like this. I love Candy's faces, her responses to things. Like, she is giving us everything in that, that little. She said she wanted to get into her acting career in this midseason trailer. We're seeing it right here and now, yeah. honey. She can bring it to the table. Masterful producing. Love it. You've called out LVP for being too obvious in her producing. Um, we've both called out uh, Tamara for being a producer. <laughs> a poor one. A poor one, although somewhat effective, right? Because she did cause a lot of drama. Uh, I think Candy here is doing it brilliantly. It's a little obvious that she is producing, but it's just working so well. It works so well. And yeah. I mean, Candy runs this town. Like, let's be real. She is the the queen of Atlanta. These women look up to her so much. Um, let's talk about, though, the trip to the Korean spa. Wig gate. Wig gate. Oh my gosh. I, I, we got to stop putting gate behind things because I'm so over it. There's like puppy gate, I've wig been gate, over it. snake gate. We got to find a new a new term. I'm, I'm going to brainstorm. Deflate gate killed it for me. That was the okay. Gate the that Super Bowl, it. what, 2012? <laughs> what was it? Which Super Bowl was Deflate gate? It wasn't a Super Bowl. It was the AFC Championship <laughs> game of 2015, technically the 2014 season. Okay. But it was January 2015, AFC Championship game, Colts, Patriots, Deflate Gate. That was the gate that killed it for me. I was done with the You know what gate killed that. it for me? Watergate. Mm, okay. <laughs> so if we want to play this game, bitch. <laughs> all of Eddie's men. Oh, all the all the president's all men. The president's I saw men. that movie. Did we you? Had, we had to watch it in journalism class. Oh, really? Yeah. It was Great a fantastic movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. I love Robert that movie. Robert Redford, Dustin Hoffman. So good. So yeah. good. Deep Throat. Yes, yeah. we did not watch Deep Throat. Well, Deep Throat was the... The uh, porn that came out. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it was. But it's he, that was the, the uh, person who gave them information. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What a weird name. I hate that name. Please do not call someone <laughs> Deep Throat. Uh, no, my friend said the other day, they were like, no, actually, it's Shanna. My friend was like, oh, I'm going to have to let, let that marinate. Like, talking about the plans that we're trying to make. She's like, yeah. let me marinate on it. I was like, yeah, let that meat soak, baby. Ooh, Which no, is like I so gross. I hated it after I said it. And so I said it again. All right, let's talk Wiggate. Okay. So first of all, they go to this Korean spa. Let me tell you, I was just as nervous to put on the like Korean spa clothes that these ladies were because they make you. Have you been to a Korean spa? No, I have not. Okay. First of all, I had my first experience at a Korean spa this year. Yeah. 2020? 2019. Okay. So last so year. Sorry. Last year. <laughs> whatever. Okay. <laughs> See you next don't, year. Don't mix the years okay, up. Okay, whatever. I forget that we're in 2020 now. But in 2019, um, I went to a Korean spa. How was it? I, if it's an experience because mm. everyone is straight up naked. Okay. Um, 
It's a little bit more cruisy, I think, in Los Angeles because, like, it's, <laughs> all, it's the, the one side's all women, one side's all men. And definitely on the all men side, it was like there was some, like, stuff going on that I did not feel comfortable with. Really? You just feel a little, like, it's a little pervy. Uh, um, people are checking people out? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, and, like, you definitely, people are definitely going to hook up. Like, uh-huh. it's definitely, like, a hookup spot. Oh, they hook up there? Oh, for sure. You could tell. Um, Where do you hook up? Like in the steam rooms and like, uh, but like I was in the hot tub. Okay. Cause I had to get a soak cause I was getting a full body scrub. So I had to like <laughs> soak in the hot tub and I literally just sat in the hot tub. It was so hot and I was dying, but I was like, I'm not leaving this hot tub. And then when they called my name, I like jumped up out of the hot tub. I walked over. They do like a full body, like rub down cleaning. And then I rinsed off. And then I went and I put on those like or- the brown clothes. I had brown clothes, but like prison clothes that these women were in. And so it's I- co-ed. Yeah. Well, then once you get back up into like, so after you do like the the water, like locker room stuff, then you can go up to rooms with like actual like heated rooms and like saunas and stuff like that, which are co-ed, which I almost fainted because it was so hot, but it was cool. Well, let's talk about this spa trip. Um, Obviously, they get down to the Kenya Tanya business uh, because it was so blatant that Kenya was talking about Tanya. Even Tanya knew it. Even Tanya knew it. It was just so obvious, even in Kenya's body language alone, as they were saying, like she would be like leaning over to Tanya and like sort of looking at her every time she would talk about that beautiful woman. Yeah. What if your man was with a beautiful woman? So they all come to the consensus that, yeah, Kenya was obviously trying to um, insinuate that Tanya's man is cheating on her, but Tanya had some retribution. For Kenya. Oh, she did. Um, First, she said that that does not constitute cheating in her relationship, which I thought was a very interesting take for Tanya. Um, But two, she said that Kenya gave her a package to take over the border. (laughs) And like any good person who receives a package and has seen locked up abroad, you check that package before you take it over the border because you do not know what could be in there. It could be like kilos of cocaine and you're just waltzing across the border because you're from Toronto. No, honey, it doesn't work like that. You'll get picked up and get locked up abroad. There's like four seasons on Netflix. If you guys haven't watched it, check it out. It is terrifying. So you have no right to privacy. Absolutely not. If, if someone, you give a package to another 100%, person. percent. If my if you gave me a package in Mexico and we're like, hey, can you take this across the border? I'd be like, yeah, after I do a thorough search before we go through because I'm not putting anything. What if I said, Eddie, don't you dare open that package? Then I'd be like, then find someone else to take it across the border. Okay. Good to know. Just know that. I'm not going to be your drug mule, Armin. (laughs) I'm not going to do it. And neither was Tanya. Because Tanya's like me. And she's not just going to be tricked into being some drug mule. She's not going to traffic in wigs Yeah, she's trafficking in. A wig trafficker. I mean, I saw, what what was the one where it was like, Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway and she's like she goes to Canada to get her pills because they're cheaper and then she like smuggles them over the border um, that's a different that's a different story but yeah so Tan, so Tan, after Tanya opens the package and realizes what's in there it's a phone charger and a wig this damn wig though just about makes everyone lose their mind because Kenya has long, long professed and said that she is all natural, baby. That's the difference between a wig being revealed to be owned by any other cast member versus it being revealed to, you know, be Kenya's wig. If anybody else on this cast had a wig, 
nobody would care because almost every other um, cast member openly wears wigs. Yeah. There was a wig party. For real. Yeah. Like, it's a thing. It's a thing. No problem. Nobody cares. No shame at all. Right? But, as he said, Kenya's insistence that her hair is all natural, you know, makes this a bigger reveal you know, than it normally would be because honestly, who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, wigs are wigs, like wig. Um, but I think, I think it is the fact that Kenya has like almost like looked down on the other ladies because they wear wigs and she's like, I would never wear a wig. You'd never catch me with a wig. And I love how production is so shady by playing her like, um, her really bitch, uh, uh, yeah. like song over song. and over again, like really bitch, and it's like really bitch to Kenya back right back at you because, um, this wig is a big deal. Marlo starts freaking out. She grabs a wig, tries <laughs> to put it on. Tanya and Candy are chasing her, and they're like, "You cannot, Kenya's gonna. You do not understand what can of worms you are opening by revealing to us that Kenya wears a wig." And two. By deciding to go toe-to-toe with Kenya. Like, Tanya does not understand that Kenya Moore will do more to her than she could ever imagine. Oh, she is experienced in this game. And I actually believe in Tanya. I believe in Tanya, too, because I actually really like Tanya. And I feel like she's very level-headed, but also real. And she's not going to, like... She's a very nice person, but I know there's people who are very nice. And then it's like... I need to find uh, Tanya's sign. I need to know when her birthday is because I need to see really how this is going to play out because, you know, as a Scorpio, rising Virgo Scorpio, I look very organized and nice and like I got my stuff going together, but watch out because I will sting you if you come after me. That's where the realness plays in her favor. Mm -hmm. She's not just going to be a doormat. She's not going to just fake her way through it. It's like, if you're going to challenge me, then uh, I'm no longer going to be all, you know, nice and cordial with you. Yeah. It's like... You tried to ruin my relationship. What did she, How did she put it later in the episode? Like, the house of love or whatever? I, who knows? I yeah. forgot what when, she said. In that yeah. conversation with Cynthia, yeah. like, Kenya's trying to destroy, you know, my house, love or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, she, she won't stand for that. She's not just going to lay down, even though she appears, like you said to be this extremely nice and agreeable person. People are being nice and agreeable with you, but when you come for my relationship, then Tanya's gonna, Tanya's teeth come out. Uh. And I love that. So do I. Um, I also loved how the ladies were really going in on Kenya's with their hair stuff. Like Portia was saying that Kenya buys from her wig line and she's like, I'm not gonna tell you the username though that she uses. <laughs> trying to be like, oh, this girl's been buying wigs for me for ages. And then I loved Marlo being like, ooh, I'm going to TMZ like with this wig. Like it was so good, guys. What do you think Kenya's username is? Gone with the wig? Gone <laughs> that's so good that's so good you're so funny and smart gone with the wig i don't know what would it be that could be a hundred percent that's it (laughs) that's 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 literally the only thing it could be i i can't even top that you're brilliant um okay let's talk um let's talk more about kenya because kenya gets revealed or it gets revealed to kenya that tanya revealed the wig at a lunch between Cynthia, Candy, and Kenya. Candy brings the wig. Yeah, because, like we said, Candy is, as Eva put it, salt bay, salt bay throwing salt on the thing, instigating it, stirring that pot. Well, actually, the way Tanya that Candy did ask Candy to bring to, it to Kenya. And that's why she did bring it to the sauna, was because she's like, knew Candy would see Kenya. Right. She wanted to pass it over, but she didn't need to show the wig to everyone else. Oh, yeah. Because Candy was in on the secret, <laughs> Tanya was in on the secret. 
Portia and Marlo, especially not Marlo, were not in on the secret. Yeah, Kenya also didn't have to reveal that Tanya's man had this conversation 100%. with this woman. So tete-a-tete, here we That's go. That's what it is, yeah. Um, I, I loved how Kenya's like very upset about this because she's like, this is detrimental to my successful hairline. Like people <laughs> trust me. And she's like, and that's, this is where she says the line. She's like, I will light her ass up and I don't, but I don't even need fire to do it. Kenya is ready to take down Tanya like no other, because like she said, she is hurting her successful hairline, hurting her brand, hurting her image she's made of herself because she decided to add a little bit of hair for Carnival. You know what I've noticed? Going after another housewife's business is one of the worst offenses in Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. Or even the perception of it, because I don't really think Tanya was going after Kenya's business. Uh, but the perception of someone going after your business is one of the worst offenses. That's, oh, a, that's a very common you know, storyline on Ramona. Like it happens in New York all the time. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, we have Bethany, so, you don't support other women. And then you have, I mean, tipsy girl. Like, yeah, I mean, that was a huge drama. It happens a lot on Roni. It happens a lot on Roni. Cause right. these women all think that they're like Bethany says, women all think that they can run a business. None of them can literally get their like head out of their ass. Like also Luann saying that you guys are not supporting my cabaret. Oh, who could? It's bad. <laughs> who could support Luann? Tipsy girl was one of the worst offenses though. Okay. And it's, when B- Bethany destroys Sonia and at, she's at crying. Oh, oh my god. So bad. And oh like Sonia's like I look up to you like you're my hero, you're my role model and Bethany's like well I want nothing to do with you. Oh my god, it's one of the Oh, it's one of the most cringeworthy scenes ever it's, and also like saddest scenes because everyone loves Sonia for all the mistakes I she mean, makes. I mean, you can't not love Sonia. Yeah, you just can't not love her. Um but it's not just on Rona either, by the way. It's on every freaking Housewives because every franchise, every every franchise. Like once you've done like a season or two, like you start to realize like the longevity of your brand is through product. Yep. Um, because you're not gonna be on the show forever. You could be yeah. cut next season and still be in a five year contract with Bravo and not be able to do any other work. So you really have to figure out what where you're gonna make this money. So when other of the when other Housewives who are on the show attack these businesses, it's almost like they're attacking these women's future, which their is livelihood. Exactly. Yeah. Which is why they get so upset is because it's like, not only are you attacking me on the show, but you're attacking my future after the show, which the show's not going to last forever. But I also think sometimes they're very quick to make that accusation when I think it's largely unfounded. Like, is Tanya really coming after your business? I think she is. She pulled out the wig. <laughs> she has a successful hairline, Armin. Um, let's talk about Eva really quick. Um, and the situation, not the situation. Well, I mean the situation with her ex, Kevin McCall. Um, this episode is centered with Eva's story around her daughter, um, taking the last name of her, um, husband, Michael Sterling. So as we know, um, Eva's first daughter was not born to Michael. Um, her ex, Kevin McCall was actually the father of this child. Um, and Marley, which is Eva's daughter has been expressing the want to have the last name Sterling and they're going through the adoption process, trying to make this official and finalized. But the first step is getting her name changed to um, Marley, Marley Ray Sterling. She actually doesn't even realize that Sterling's not her last name. No. She just has these moments of confusion when, as um, Eva said, 
when she's at school and they give her a name tag and Sterling's not there, but apparently she refers to herself as, you know, Sterling. Mm -hmm. That when she says her last name, she says it's Sterling. And Eva said in this episode that um, she doesn't know that Michael's not her biological father. Yeah, and that's and because she left. He is her father. He is her father. He's raised her since the beginning. It, yeah, it was two months after uh, Marley was born that Eva left Kevin, she says. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a very beautiful scene. Eva's freaking out. She's nervous that Kevin's going to show up. There's been a lot of like stalking and all this stuff. And she's very terrified um, that there's going to be some kind of drama in court. Michael Sterling is the most reassuring, amazing man in the entire world. And is just like, it's a regular court proceeding. Like, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. Everyone needs a Michael Sterling in their life. Like, this man... <laughs> you know, might not look like Kevin McCall, but he definitely has a heart bigger than this man. Like, I adore Michael Sterling like no other. Should we get him as a lawyer on retainer for Han Bravo? He's like, he's trying to, like, he's like a politician now. Really? Yeah. I think he's like the mayor of Atlanta. What? I could be making this up. I think you're making that up or not. I don't know. I, like, I don't know. I'm like almost I genuinely positive. don't know, but that seems crazy. I feel like we would have heard about that. I mean, I thought we did hear, hear about that. I I could have thought he was like the mayor of Atlanta or maybe he was going. Oh, is he running to be the mayor of Atlanta? Uh, maybe that's what it is. By the way, for the listeners, Eddie right now is furiously Googling. Yeah, I'm like very confused. But like... I would love no, to No, he know. is a criminal defense attorney. Yeah. Is he running for mayor? But I feel like he was running for office in Atlanta. Maybe it didn't work out, and that's why I haven't seen any posts about it. Okay. But good job on landing that catch, Eva, because Michael <laughs> Sterling is a great man, and I'm so happy. They have a party for Marley Ray to show her um, her new name. They do a cake. All the ladies oh. are there with their kids. Uh, and it's a nice little moment. But, of course, the drama gets brought up about... <clears throat> As you know, Kenya's hair care line and the wig. Because all these women have to talk about it. All these women have something to say. Michael gets up off the table <laughs> while Candy, Cynthia, and Eva dish the dirt. Um, but I really love seeing this scene. I really love seeing um, the side of Eva and Michael and seeing like their family grow. And I loved what she was saying about how when Marley's going to get older and, you know, when she walks down the aisle with Michael or when she, you know, carries the name on. She's the first of the Sterlings and she's so happy that her daughter will be able to take that with her and be a part of this family and have this family and community that they might have not ever had if they didn't meet Michael. Speaking of family growth, we should talk Dennis and Uh, let's, we're going to end with this because this is the, this is what the episode ended with. And let me tell you, this was a doozy for me. Yeah. Explain why. Okay. First of all, this man tells Portia that he wants to apologize to her mother and to her sister for all the wrong that he's done, which I think is a very noble, mature, respectful thing to do. And Portia needed this as well. Yes. This is something that they came to an agreement on to move forward with their relationship as co-parents and getting engaged and becoming fiancés once again. And Dennis is obviously joining Portia's family. Yes. And has been for a very long time. They show a lot of clips about, um, you know, Portia's mom, sister, Dennis, and her all sitting together making decisions, getting ready for the baby, having, you know, dinner. You know, he's been part of this family, and he's inserted himself into Portia's world. Way easier to 
be able to function as a family if you're not feuding with your in-laws, right? Exactly. It makes sense. It makes sense. Um, but... But you're not feeling it. Okay. Let me let me break it down for you. But I also thought it was very rude for him to bring his own mother in when he had a separate conversation with her prior. Because I feel like he was scared and wanted to have her as backup, which I don't think is fair. I think he should have gone full just Dennis without his mother there. Mm-hmm. And with his tail between his legs and taking whatever was going to come for him because I feel like this was almost like a plan B, like to bring his mom there to kind of thing. And Portia was upset that she was there too. She wasn't happy about it. I mean, she was like, oh, I guess she's going to be here. But like, this was supposed to be for my mom and my sister, which was what she had clarified. His mom wasn't that present though. But I feel like... She didn't really interject that much. No, she didn't. But I feel like she was there in case... There was a situation. Right. Because it's a lot harder. It's nice to have an ally around. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You never know when you're going to need to go into battle. So always have a fighter on your side. Otherwise, one against three. Right? (laughs) Um, But then he goes to do this apology. And it seems very... The women call him out, basically, on the stuff that he needs to be called. Not just... um, Lauren and Miss Diane, but also Portia herself is like, but you don't understand Dennis. Like, this is you. You did this to us. You did this to our family. You broke this bond. You broke this trust. You need to actually own up for the things that you've done, not just kind of gloss over it like he's done in the past. Mm -hmm. He thinks he can, you know, do these apologies and kind of do these things. But as these ladies say, you need to walk the walk. You can't just talk the talk. If you can't just say you're going to do something, you need to actually take actions. And it's not just going to be water under the bridge after this apology. You need to work to build that back, which they all say. So, I mean, I was just kind of annoyed at Dennis a little bit for that. And then it really also hurt me to see, and it kind of put it into like, I guess, a little bit more perspective for me why, you know, Portia's mom, sister, and even Dennis's mother were so upset by this happening was because they are all themselves single mothers. And they all have been, you know, in a similar situation. And Portia's mom even said, I didn't, Portia didn't wait this long just to be a baby mama. Like you had promised her a life. You had promised to be there for her. And then you go around and do this. And then that forced her to just become another statistic, which is never what I wanted for her. And that really kind of broke my heart because first of all, any parent only wants the best for their child and to believe that your child is going to be, you know, getting the best with this man that they love, that's going to support them and be there for them and give a beautiful family and have a beautiful granddaughter and then have that stripped away. And the literally the worst possible thing that you wanted for your kid is happening. That must be so heartbreaking for her. And also heartbreaking for Dennis's mother to see her son do something that was done to her herself. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know if the circumstances are completely the same, but to have your child, basically continue the same hurt that had happened to you must have been very hard because I don't know. I could never imagine. I mean, that also is who I am and like what I've done, but I could never imagine leaving someone be, or like, I don't know, cheating on someone who I have a family with. Because, yeah. You know what? I, but that's also just me and how I was raised. But like, my thing is, is like, if you commit to someone, you commit to someone Right. And like, and if you say you're going to do something, you do it and you don't go back on that. Even if it's hard, like you have a conversation with the person then and maybe break things off before yeah. you make a rat. I don't know this whole thing. I just do not. Oh, like he Dennis. totally messed up, but Portia has forgiven him. Yes. Right. So we have to forgive him. And I don't, I'm not saying we have to forgive him, but I'm just I saying that's what you were saying. And I was no, like, mm, no. Well, you could do whatever you want. I don't want to forgive him. Portia has forgiven him. Portia 
has now gotten engaged to him again, mm-hmm. right? And I think really the point of everything they were saying wasn't to reject his apology. Yeah. I think Portia's mom and sister were just trying to say, look, you're apologizing here. That's fine. But the work is what matters. Exactly. I remember at one point they said, you have to be a family man, mm-hmm. right? Something like that. So sure, he can you know, apologize at this dinner table and they can start to mend the fences. But what matters more than even just these words is the work. Exactly. Actually being a father, actually yeah. putting in the time, actually doing the opposite of what he did before, which yeah. was still living this single life and cheating on his, right. you know, the, the mother of his child, all this stuff. So I don't think they were actually rejecting the apology. Well, no, I feel like they did accept it, but I feel like yeah. they, they were like, yeah, the, we take this apology, but this apology isn't all of it. It's basically meaningless. Yeah. Unless Let, you actually walk the walk that you're talking. That's it. That That's what it comes down to. Because in the end, he did break their trust. And it's not going to be repaired mm-hmm. uh, with one conversation. But it's also not irreparable. Yeah. It'll just take time. It just It'll takes take a time. lot of time. It'll yeah. take proving it. It'll take actions. Actions are more important than words here. Mm-hmm. So you still have to you know, provide the right words. Yeah, You still have to apologize. The words still have to be there. Uh, but what's much more meaningful is action over a long period of time. Yes. So we'll see. It, it's really just a we'll see kind of thing. The whole point is you got to prove it for years and years and years and years and be a good husband and a good father. Well, we'll see if he makes it that long. That's the point, I right? Hope. That's the point. I hope. For Portia's sake, I hope. Yeah. But we'll And if see. he doesn't, he doesn't. But they're not just going to forgive him overnight. Which I love. Fully, at least. Like, I, I think they'll be, they'll be cooperative. They'll work with him. They will call him now and not have him blocked. But those important things to have a um, functioning family unit. unit you know, yeah. One that's going to provide the best sort of life for Pilar. Right? Yeah. That's important, too. Because that's, that's the most important thing at this yeah. point. They got to collaborate really well. No to doubt make sure about that it. this baby has the best life and is not hurt because of these actions. Exactly. So now we set the foundation for that. From here, how close they get all depends on Dennis's actions. Well, we will see because we'll see. we got the mid-season trailer this episode. What's to come this season on Atlanta and <laughs> things are getting a shattering. It looks like we have the Greece trip. We have a blowout between Nini and Kenya, it looks like, where Kenya says, you know, go back to, you need to go back to jail, which it looks very intense. We've got Tanya screaming, stop it. Um, we have Kenya's divorce uh, proceedings coming about her marriage, you know, breaking apart. Crazy stuff. Um, and to make sure that you guys listen to all we have to say about that and so much more, we are recapping Ronge, we're recapping VPR. Mm. And guys, we've got a couple weeks till Summer House comes back, Ooh. which is coming back uh, beginning in February. I believe it's February 7th is when we get that show back. And I think Beverly Hills might be on the horizon too, y'all. So make sure you guys, wherever you're listening, you are subscribed so you can listen to even more, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And if you guys are on social media, because like, duh, you should be on social media, <laughs> you can follow us. We have so many fun little places on Twitter and Instagram. It's at hot and bravo, H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. And I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada 
on Instagram and Twitter. Please follow me. Love you guys. Love the podcast. See you next time.